Well, if you were listening carefully to the lessons, you heard that word welcome come up a number of times. In fact, it came up nine times, nine times. Now, in various translations, that can be translated differently. It can often be translated as receive instead of welcome. But I specifically chose translations that use the word welcome because we wanted this to be a welcome Sunday among us. So I'm, I'm bending the rules a little bit, but I wanted to get there. Well, what do you think of when you think of the word welcome. What do you think of when you think of welcome? What do you think of being welcome? Do you like being welcome? Can you think of times that you were especially welcomed and it touched your heart? Can you think of those times? Are there times in your life that you were, I think particularly of, of two years ago, arriving here in Vilnius and being welcomed by Darius and Stephen. Yeah coming in late at night, almost midnight, and obviously not knowing anyone, and here were these two people, one tall, one short, <laughs> with a big smile and welcoming us into, into this community, bringing us to our home, welcoming us to our home, giving us the keys to our home, saying, this is your home now, and it made us feel so very, very, very good. I think also of a year ago, Diane and I uh, traveled to India, and most of you would guess uh, India is very different from Europe and very different from the USA. And on arriving in India, we'd come through the airport and the customs, and what a joy it was to see Daniel and his parents welcoming us. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to arrive in Delhi and, and not have anybody to welcome you. I think it would be uh, uh, overwhelming. And we felt so good to have you there and welcome us. And I'm sure you all have stories like that where you have felt welcome. Some, some are much more uh, dramatic than those stories. On the other hand, uh, you can feel unwelcome too. Uh, some of us probably have some pretty deep feelings of unwelcomeness from time to time. Uh, I don't want to dwell on that, but I would just say it's very different from the feelings of being welcomed. To be welcomed is, is is a warm feeling. It, it makes you feel good. Uh, but it also tells you something about the one who is doing the welcoming, doesn't it? Uh, whoever that person is, uh, it, it leads you to think they are generous, open, that they care for you, that they accept you, want you, maybe even love you. Now, that isn't always true, but it can be true with parents or children or brothers, sisters, close friends that a welcome says, I love you, I love you. A good illustration of welcoming is in that first lesson for today. Paul was on his probably last trip to Rome and was shipwrecked. The ship actually was run aground on the Isle of Malta. They didn't know they were on Malta at the time. They didn't know where they were actually. But they were shipwrecked, the ship ran aground, they, they jumped overboard and ran, uh, or swam, or whatever, onto the shore. And it says, well, let, let me read you what it says. You, you heard it, but, but when we were safely ashore, we learned that the island was called Malta. The natives there, notice he doesn't say they were Christians or Jews, he just says they were natives. The natives there were very friendly to us. It started to rain and was cold. You know, they've just come out of the water, and it's, this is fall, winter's coming on. It was cold. So they built a fire 
and made us welcome. They built a fire and made us welcome. Not far from that place were some fields that belonged to Publius, the chief of the island. He welcomed us, welcomed us kindly, and for three days we were his guests. Can you imagine what that felt like to Paul and his companions? Shipwrecked on a cold place, they didn't even know where they were at in this strange place, and these people, what? Welcomed them, welcomed them. It must have been a joy, a joy to be welcomed in such a way. And this story doesn't even tell us that they were Christians or Jews or even religious people, just that they welcomed them. Such an important thing to be, to be welcomed. Uh, and in the end of the story then, it goes on, it, it, Paul gets to Rome eventually, and it says uh, he was under house arrest for two years, and he welcomed, the words used again, he welcomed everyone who came to him. Now, he couldn't go out because he was under house arrest, but it says he welcomed everyone who came to him. And then it says, and he proclaimed, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about Jesus Christ. So I don't know that he welcomed them just so he could do that, but he welcomed them and was able to proclaim the kingdom and to teach about Jesus Christ. It was a wonderful gift in that welcoming, in that welcoming. But the best place to t talk here today about Christian welcoming is that second lesson, I think, the second lesson for today. There we get a better picture of welcoming. Paul says, we who are strong in faith ought to help carry the burdens of the weak, not to please ourselves, but to build them up in the faith. Why are we to do this? Why are we who are strong to bear the burdens of the weak? Because Jesus did. Because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Paul ends this by saying, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. You could put that on a plaque and put it on your wall. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. And he goes on to say it's not only that, not only that Christ has welcomed us, but that when we do that, we are bringing glory to the Father. Hmm? Wonderful phrase. He says, in welcoming them, you bring glory to your Father who is in heaven bringing glory to God, and he enables, he enables your welcoming. It is God himself who enables you. So in Jesus Christ, you have been welcomed into the family of God. Did you hear that? You have been welcomed. That's my task this morning, to make sure you know that, that you have been welcomed. I'm here today to welcome all of you. Not that I'm somehow better than the rest of you or have a different place. I just, it's my voice that's doing the welcoming, okay? And I welcome you in Jesus' name. You are accepted. You are a child of God. You belong here. This is your home. This is a place for you. You are, gosh, I'll go so far as to say you are loved. You are loved. You are loved by God in Jesus Christ and and that's a love that will never, ever, ever end. Therefore, 
therefore, you and all of us can welcome others. You and me, all of us, can welcome others because we ourselves have been welcomed. It's in being welcomed that we know what it means to welcome others. Indeed, the church, that is all of us, are the welcoming voice and arms of Jesus Christ. We are his voice. When you say welcome, that's Jesus speaking to your neighbor. When you reach out your hand, your hug, your kiss, if you will, you are welcoming in Jesus' name. Indeed. You know, just a week ago, just this week, uh, I was asked about the mission of our church, this congregation. What, what do I think the mission of this church is? And, and you know what it is, in my opinion? It is to be a welcoming place. That's the most important thing we can do, is to be a welcoming place. To be a welcoming place. Because we live in a community where people are coming and going all the time. We live in a community where, where people may not always feel like they belong. Where, where many of us don't speak the language. We don't speak it at all. I, I have about seven words, you know that? And that's it. We need to be, we want to be, we are intended to be a welcoming place. And that is our mission first and foremost. Paul says that when we follow the example of Christ, all of us together, the weak and the strong, the rich and the poor, every gender, every race, every, you know, whatever, we all bring glory to God. We do it together when we welcome one another. We, we are people who, who form a wide-ranging congregation of all kinds of people, and that brings glory to God. I'm sure God's glorified in, in, in our home congregations when we all look alike, sound alike, talk alike, earn about the same amount of money, do all the same things. God's glorified in that. But I think God is especially glorified when he sees people of, of different nations, different races, different languages, even different backgrounds religiously coming together. This brings glory to God that we can live together, live together in peace. You see, the church has always been a place that welcomes outsiders, always. Those of us who, those of us, and I know it's not all of us, but those of us who practice infant baptism, that's part of what infant baptism is about, is to welcome, welcome the smallest, the tiniest into the church. It's, it's what the Lord's table is about, to welcome us into, at the table. I mean, isn't, isn't the table always a place of welcome? Or, or a place of unwelcome if you don't get invited. It's a place where we gather for a meal, the table of the Lord. When we share the peace in this congregation, we say peace, we could just as well say welcome. We say peace because that's Jesus' own words and we are repeating Jesus' words. But it means welcome. I welcome you in Jesus' name. The church has always been, always been a welcoming people. That's why... That's why the church pushes for the welcoming of refugees. Not all our governments, and, and, and this, all around the world there are governments who do and who don't. Governments do or don't welcome refugees, but the church is a welcoming people. Whatever our government says, whoever, wherever we're from, 
We are a welcoming people. And I want to say one more thing. Uh, I believe that this is the best argument of all uh, against abortion. And I'm bringing up something very con con controversial here, I realize that. It isn't about rights. It isn't about who has this right or that right. It's about being welcoming people. And I think Christians will always be people who welcome the stranger. And who's more of a stranger? Who's more unknown, unappreciated than that little one in the womb of, 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 of a mother? Now, there may be times when, when that, that stranger is so threatening that you simply can't abide it. I, I don't know. But I think that's a better argument than to argue about rights. A much better argument. But there's more. In our gospel for today, Jesus instructs his disciples about discipleship. And in the end, he takes a small child in his arms and he says, whoever welcomes one small child like this welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. In one sense, we welcome others in the name of Jesus. We welcome others. That's what I've been talking about for this whole time. But there's another sense in, in that when we welcome others, we are actually welcoming Jesus. We are welcoming Jesus. I want you to think about that. We, 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 when we welcome the poor, the vulnerable, the lonely, the lost, Jesus says, that's me you're welcoming. And, and I think that there's a sense in which that's absolutely true. He says it's true. He says it in Matthew 25 as well. But there's another sense, and I think perhaps even a deeper sense, in that when we welcome others, when we welcome the outsider, we welcome Jesus in that we become more Christ-like. We welcome him into our lives, our hearts, our being, so that we are more like him. Does that make sense? Makes sense. We welcome in that we welcome change. We welcome that we could be changed, that we could be more open, more loving, more forgiving. So today we've called this our Welcoming Sunday. We have a good crowd here today. I'm pleased with that. We have, it's our Welcoming Sunday. But you know what? For me, every Sunday is a Welcoming Sunday. Every Sunday. That's what we're about, is welcoming each other, welcoming the stranger, welcoming, just welcoming. Welcoming in Jesus' name each and every week. We want you, that is you who are old timers, and you who are newcomers. Some of you are here for the very first time today, and I'm glad for that. We want you to know that you belong here, that this is a place for you, that you can feel accepted here, even loved no matter who you are, whether you're from Europe or Africa or Asia, whatever your skin color, whatever your religious background, uh, whatever, whoever you are, you are welcome here in this place. We want this to be your church, your family, your community. And I can tell you clearly, we will not twist your arm. Nobody here is going to say, you got to belong to this place. It won't happen. We aren't going to make you sign on any dotted line today. That's not going to happen. But if you wish to call this your home, if, if you really want this to be your church home, tell me about it. I'd, I'd like to know that. 
or talk to Nick or Chris or Star or Stephen, any of us who have some kind of leadership positions, let us know that, that Pat Eric, although he's in Norway most of the time, <laughs> let us know that you want this to be your church home. We're not after your money, if you have any. We don't want this to be a burden for you, just another commitment that, that makes you feel like you're overcommitted. In Jesus' name, I want to say we want you. We want you. We want you here because he wants you here. He wants you to know his love, his forgiveness. He wants you to know that you belong. And to join a community that's expressed purpose is to welcome. The community that's welcomed you will reach out and welcome others.